Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this episode is brought to you by Primitive Real Estate. Are you a hunter-gatherer who can't afford the rising prices of caves? Primitive Real Estate will help you put down an animal skin offer that won't be refused. And for just a few bushels of berries, you can make your cave neighbors jealous with extra fortified ice walls financed by, you guessed it, Primitive Real Estate. So smoke signal them with two large plumes at dusk. Guys, what's going on? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still filters his water through his hat, claiming it's nature's way, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> what's going on, my man? Pre-filter. Pre-filter. Pre-filter the filter. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Not sure how that relates to this episode, but thank you. We all know your love of filters. It always relates, Carl. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know. With me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who stands at the entrance of a cave Wondering who the fool is that keeps repeating everything he shouts. <laughs> Double cavage today. Double cavage. We got a cave reference in our episode, obviously. A good one. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, that's coming up. Like this whole, I don't know, was it season four we were, were we agonizing or was I agonizing about buying one of these devices that can save your life, pressing the red button when we kind of hemmed mm -hmm. and hawed about it and we ended up getting one and mm -hmm. so... Now ready to talk about these devices, fair? Uh, yeah. I mean, I to be fair, fair. I have I've had a, a a device like this for some time, and I mentioned this to you. I remember mentioning this to you, like, hey, well, you know, we should get something for the group and blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. And I remember you kind of being like, well, I don't know, like, do we really need it? We have the maps. It's like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like you kind of like shout. I was like, well, I'll have it for me, I guess. I'll, I'll get a helicopter out then. That's fine. And you were kind of like ho humming it, and now yeah. uh, you're on board. You see the value. Yeah, I th I think what you just said there was a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come I did on. not. I, I yeah, you know me. I'm a minimalist, and if I don't think, yeah, the issue more was like the tether home, right? Because once we start bringing these things, I mean, as we shared in in a recent episode, we were in the middle of the backcountry, we got cell service, and then we had a couple guys locked in on their cell phones immediately, right? Yeah, right. So I'm just no. thinking this is gonna be this is gonna cause a problem. This is gonna be taking right. our attention away from the trip and that tether is going to be stronger home. And I just, that's one of the reasons I like to get out there is to get away. Right. And I get that. I get that. And I think that that's one of those things too. Like, you know, I, I didn't really fully understand it at the time what I had. I mean, I understood the basics. Right. But I think it was just lack of knowledge too. It was, it was, um, you know, now it's like they have these super small versions of these things that last right. for a long time. And then it's like, you know, we're going to talk about this device today, the Zolio, that's just so user friendly. Um, I, I don't really know why you wouldn't get something like this on the trail, just to be as safe as possible out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So. And one of the issues, too, that made me hesitant is because we've done so much with trying to make you know documentaries out of our uh, some of our trips in the summertime that I'm, I've right. been constantly learning new devices, you know, right. camera stuff right. or gimbals and this and that. And so when I was faced with learning another new device, I was very hesitant. And then the one that we got last spring was the the Garmin Reach Mini. And that one, that one took some doing, like it wasn't a simple device to learn. And right. I, I mean, it wasn't impossible. I figured it out. It just was like another hassle. And I just was, I don't know, I was kind of annoyed. By I it, will so. say like my, the big Garmin I have is a little bit, it's not as user friendly as I thought it would be either. I, I thought uh -huh. I can't, you know, you go on the trip and you cancel it. I, th I thought I had canceled the plan because I was done with the trip. And then right. I was like, I'm, I'm getting charged for like a little while longer. So so let's talk about this real quick. So so we both have a Garmin and we've, mm -hmm. I mean, I've only been using mine for less than a year. Derek's had his for a couple of years now. 
And the Garmin's are the ones you see most commonly out on the trail. And so I came across the yeah. Zolio at the Outdoor Retailer Show. We had an episode on that from last August. And so I right. yeah, I actually checked in with one of the guys, and I was like, I haven't heard of this because I'm not usually on the forefront of all the new stuff coming out. And so I was kind of trying to find out more about it and then got connected with the company. And um, yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, so so they're they're now partnering with us. But I still, you know, we're pretty, we don't take on partners with everybody. We want to make sure that it's a fit and that we actually like what they have. So right. I've also reached out to Garmin a couple times to try to um, connect with them and, and get their side of the story. Just, yeah, not so much recently, but in years past and with some of the other events we've done. And they have politely refused. I'll say that. Really? They did respond, so but they they weren't they weren't like Buff who did, like gave the non response. They just politely refused. Well, I mean, what are they saying? Like, yeah, we don't care. Uh, not interested. Thanks. <laughs> not not interested. Yeah. So we want. So we kind of explored the Zolio as as Derek was sharing, and um, we got a hold of the president of the company. Yeah. We did. Yeah. So we got that coming up. And, and then uh, Derrickson had challenged me with how well I was paying attention to this interview with the president of the company. We're going to see. <laughs> with trivia later on. We're yeah, see. we'll see if I was paying attention. Yeah. But, okay, before we get to that, Mark 4, 37 through 39, a furious mm. squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. All right, so they're, they're out traveling on the boat with Jesus, and Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Jesus is the ultimate red button. So, uh, Derek, how would you have reacted if you were on that boat? I think my reaction is a little different. I think uh, my first question isn't like, whoa, he calmed the storm, although that is probably the main focus of the story. My question is like, how is he sleeping on a little cushion on this boat right now? Like that That's yeah. impressive. He's got some good sleeping abilities if he's pulling it off. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's my first question. And then I'd be like, wow, okay. that's uh, pretty overwhelming. You can just like stop a storm. No, no, no. no. I want to know how you'd respond before sure. you woke up. So the, the waves are crashing down. Are I think, I don't know. You're not a panicky guy. You're not no, panicky. No, I'm not a panicky guy. I think uh, I think I would have been trying to like, I don't know, trying to do something like um, more, you know, more uh, direct. Like, you know, let's right the ship. Let's try to like bail this water out. Let's try to like do what we're what we think we should do because you know you got to remember that yeah. these are seasoned fishermen they, ha they have some experience so, like let's try to do what we think we should do and then if it's just like oh, this is this is like pointless like what, what are we what are we trying this right. for then it's like we we don't know what to do then you're gonna like pull the red switch if you will and that's that's the guy in the boat sleeping on the cushion okay. and his cushion's got to be well, let's, nice. let's talk about the cushion the cushion's got to be soaking wet <laughs> you got squalls coming over the boat jesus and you're just napping in the cushion here i don't know about that yeah, that's not what I would have expected you to do. I, for me, you know, with some of your experience, I'm not sure how this works like timeline-wise, but just knowing how you reacted under duress in the Grand Canyon when you were, you know, river rafting down there, yeah. and how you almost got attacked by some really heavy yeah. ice chests. <laughs> My guess is you're bat you're you're battening down the hatches. You're making sure there's no ice chests that are going to attack you. That's so. yeah, that's that's fair to say. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't know, like, yeah, without going down that rabbit hole, that's probably what I would do. Right. Yeah. So, prayer's, prayer's the first red button, for sure. And, um, yeah. And then we're going to talk about the, the actual red button here. So, we've got Morris, president of Zolio, and I got a chance to catch up with him. So, I asked everything I could possibly think of that might be relevant to somebody who's looking for a life-saving device. Here's how it went down. <laughs> So I've got with me Morris from Zolio. How's it going today? It is going great. How are you? Excellent. Really appreciate you joining the show and very happy to have you on. So we always like to get to know, know our guests and find out kind of background, you know, your angle, your perspective. So yeah, what are your stomping grounds or what are your, your outdoor activities of choice? Sure. So, um, you know, I enjoy skiing in the winter hiking in the summer. I've got um, two kids, um, ages 15 and 17. So we like to get out, my wife and I with the kids. And yeah, that's, um, you know, especially if the weather's nice. Okay. And when you say get out, you're, where are you headed to? Well, we're, well, we live in Toronto, Ontario. So, you okay. know, from here we have um, lots of provincial parks in the area. 
Um, we've been, we get down to the Adirondacks once in a while, which we love, um, and visiting family in Quebec, getting into Laurentians and so forth. So, uh, you know, lots of variety. Okay. So yeah, so you're, you're part of the, um, I don't know if you want to call it like survival business or off-grid communication business. And I just imagine you've gotten stories from customers, from consumers, just how they've used your device, the Zolio, to, um, you know, whether it's survival or whether it's helping through a situation. So what's like the craziest story or craziest thing you've come across? Yeah, I don't, you know, there's um, so many stories uh, and so many different situations. And really, it sort of amazes me sort of the variety of um, emergency or distress situations that people find themselves in. I think like one of the most unusual ones was this summer. We had a customer. She was uh, one of our subscribers. She was hiking with, I think, with her spouse and another friend. And they were in a provincial park in British Columbia where they have ice caves. And they had hiked up to an ice cave. They encountered another group there. Hmm. You know, they sort of said hello, talked to them. They left the ice cave and the other group got left, uh, were, were behind them basically, still at the ice cave. And they heard this, you know, sudden sound when they were about 10 or 15 minutes down the trail. Um, they turned around. Um, her husband ran back up and it turned out that the cave had collapsed on the other group, basically. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So a scary situation and, you know, kind of, first of all, ice caves, you don't really picture that in the middle of summer. Right. But, you know, there you are. It was in the middle of a heat wave, but they were able to use uh, their Zolio to give some first aid to the people and uh, to use their Zolio to really, to get help in pretty quickly. Everyone turned out okay. Yeah, when I think of like a cave collapsing on somebody, especially an ice cave, is were they just injured or were they buried alive? Uh, I don't think they were buried. They were just injured. Okay. And, you know, sort of uh, cuts and bruises. I think one a little more seriously than the others. And then I think one of the people who was helping actually ended up dehydrated. So they pressed the red button, correct? To get yeah, the... exactly. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. They press the red button. And then obviously, once you press that red button, you are in communication with the emergency response center. And you can sort of message back and forth and talk about exactly what the situation is and, and what, what kind of help is needed. Now, if they're in crisis mode, let's say the person that got collapsed upon just presses the red button and can't finagle their phone out they can't maneuver all they've done is they've just simply pressed the red button yeah assuming that that signal goes through like help is coming is that correct you know what the emergency response center does they'll receive the location and the sos signal and they'll get in touch with um the first responders that are responsible for that geographical area and then the first responders will typically dispatch help obviously they prefer if they have more context about uh, what the okay. situation is but yeah the first um, the first responders for that area will then typically get involved okay and what month was it again that they went into the ice cave oh i think it was like june june or july would you have gone into an ice cave june or july you know what like typically i think they're they're supposed to be uh safe all year round but i guess it was such unusual heat this summer so yeah it's a good question it's a good question right. <laughs> i think i probably still would have gone in to be honest yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not around ice caves a lot so if i have the opportunity i'd probably take advantage of it that's right now now knowing this i'll be more cautious <laughs> for sure yeah. honestly when you first mentioned the ice cave i was thinking I guess I was thinking just like really cold cave with icicles on it. And I was thinking they're about to encounter a bear. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's like made of ice. Right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. We don't get the ice caves as much uh, in my neck of the woods. That's, I mean, cool experience and I'm glad it had a happy ending for sure. Yeah. For okay. Sure. So for, for those folks, fellow adventurers out there that have listened to our podcast, they know that we are no strangers to the search and rescue. And so we've had, experiences and kind of joked that we're 
you know, on first name basis with Yosemite search and rescue from multiple <laughs> past experiences. And so I've got a question kind of related to that. So it was about a year, a little over a year ago that we had a remote backcountry adventure mm-hmm. and it did not end well. It ended in a search and rescue call, but we did not have a device. Like just kind of long story short, I was supposed to go with a couple guys. I got injured, so I was unable to go. I'm typically the navigator. And so I tried to show them the navigational ropes, you know, where to mm-hmm. go. They got confused. It was a very, you know, 50 mile day. And so they were heavily fatigued. They, you know, were suffering from blisters and who knows what dehydration, whatever. They ended up having to camp out. It was meant to be just a long day. They ended up crashing out with some emergency blankets and, uh, they were way overdue the next day. Cause I was waiting for them by the trailhead. So huh. in retrospect, having a device would have been the wise decision and can't believe we, we didn't have one, Yeah, but but I was trying to look at it from their perspective. So if they're they're on trail, but they're not entirely sure which direction to go. So they're not lost, yeah. lost, like in the, in the wilderness area. Yeah. Had they had the device, you know, with their phone hooked up, like what, what's their ne- next course of action? It seems like pressing the red button at that point might be a little, like they don't necessarily need a helicopter rescue. They just need to be pointed in the right direction. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the great things about Zolio is, you know, yeah, the SOS button, that's kind of dramatic, right? right? Send in the troops. Um, But really, Zolio's um, just as much of a messaging device as an SOS device. So in a situation like that, if it were me, what I would have done is um, sent a message to you, (laughs) um, knowing that you're down uh, uh, at the trailhead with my GPS coordinates, you can attach your GPS coordinates to any message. And really, you would probably have been able to guide me at that point, say, you know, go northeast along the trail, and that'll take you to where you need to be. Similarly, if they didn't have anyone, like if they didn't have anyone available or accessible at that time, they could have pressed the SOS. That doesn't automatically mean the troops are coming. Um, You know, the, the emergency response center would have got in touch with them asked what the situation was and they would have kind of given them the guidance. Okay. I think that's probably the more likely outcome because where I was the trailhead, if we had kind of matching devices, then we definitely could have communicated, but we, yeah, we were out of cell phone range. We weren't going to be able to get any sort of communication and even future trips. We've gone to places where we're, you know, at least 45 minutes hours drive away from the closest cell phone Uh spot. So, Uh But it sounds like you can just press the red button, not just to kind of send in the troops, but just to, you know, get guidance that might solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. So, okay. You know, I'm always, uh, I, I get sort of these incident reports that, uh, every two weeks about what the SOS presses have been and sort of just the range of situations is always sort of astonishing to me. And a lot of things, um, aren't really an SOS. I mean, it could be a flat tire, someone, you know, driving in a remote area and the emergency response center will, will dispatch, um, a tow truck Oh, gotcha. or they'll call the police in the area who will dispatch a tow truck or, you know, it, it mm-hmm. could that we see a lot of people sort of disoriented or lost on a trail or just got off the trail somehow and can't find it. And it's really just directing them back the right way. So I think, I mean, I'm sure you know, um, but situations when you're remote, things that might be just an annoyance uh, when you're somewhere more accessible or within cell phone coverage or whatever are potentially quite dangerous, but um, you don't necessarily need a helicopter rescue each time. No, but some people I know buy these devices, these services, because they like having not only the, yeah, the safety net, but just the comfort of having those. And so I've heard stories of people that, you know, they're hiking to the top of a peak or something and they get a little bit tired and they're like, you know what? I just, I just don't have it today. Let's just call in the helicopter and call it good for the day. And so they don't really need to be rescued, but they're trying to, you know, take advantage of the situation where they're leaning on search and rescue to come get them. Have you had a lot of that in your experience? You know, I can't say that we've had a lot, fortunately, because, okay. you know, that like like uh, we have so much respect for, for people who are involved with search and rescue. Um, a lot of them are volunteers. Right. Um, so to sort of 
abuse those people and those resources for something that is not truly an emergency and potentially putting someone else in danger who is having a legitimate emergency. Yeah, not not something we would encourage for sure. But that said, we have had a few. I remember someone pressing the SOS because they had run out of food for their dog. So it does <laughs> okay. happen. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why they have, I mean, they literally have a ranger in the Grand Canyon who's guarding the trail as people head down to make sure that the people that head down are prepared and they're not dragging, you know, a wheeled suitcase down the trail, which which has happened apparently multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, like on average, how frequently the emergency services are called or how frequently pre- people are pressing the red button in a given year? Like ballpark? Like sort of on average? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's tough to say. Like we just launched a, um, about a year and a little over a year and a half ago and it's just growing, growing every month. So we're okay. seeing more and more, but it's happening every day. I guess what I would say is that I am surprised by how often there are emergencies. And I think relative to the size of our user base. Um, right. And it's sort of what I said earlier, it's 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 things that would be pretty mundane or, or just an annoyance in other circumstances really do require a response, you know, whether whether that's actually dispatching resources or some help um, getting found or, or or figuring out where you are. Right. There's just so many situations. Yeah, I guess I was I was curious if it was more like are we talking like hundreds a year, thousands a year, or tens of thousands? Oh, I would say okay. hundreds. Uh, for us, hundreds a year. Hundreds a year, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Although I think as our customer base begins to grow, uh, you know, that may become thousands. <laughs> right. As people get more aggressive <laughs> in their adventure seeking. So Yes. <laughs> right. The Zolio device specifically, so that is f- about five ounces. It's about the size mm-hmm. of a deck of cards. Yeah. And which is light, but if you know the, you know, the ultralight backpacking community, they always want lighter, 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 any way they can get that. And then you, you kind of measure that against our our culture or world and everything is, you know, technology's advancing at such a fast rate. I'm just trying to look down the road like where are we headed with this kind of stuff? People are still, you know, everybody's got some sort of GPS system with them, watch, device, whatever. Yeah. At some point, are, are, are these just going to be built-in features into our phones? And, and if so, how, how soon are we talking about here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there has been talk of that, but I haven't seen anything really, um, anything firm in terms of plans or timelines. So there's always rumors. Okay. Um, so I would say it's not any time, you know, like next year we're going to have that or even two years from now. Uh, it's a bit of an unknown. There are some real technical hurdles. The antenna that you require to communicate with a satellite is much larger. Um, you need more power, right. uh, the battery size. So there are technical hurdles and there are okay. kind of business model hurdles um, for phone manufacturers and operators. Okay. So uh, I don't see it anytime soon, really. Yeah, I guess if I had to predict... And we like to predict on our podcast. We, uh, I would, I would say that at some point they'll have some sort of like an, a, I don't know, a plug-in where it's just some sort of an, you know, extension to your phone that you plug in, and then eventually, I could just see, you know, Verizon or Apple or one of those big companies just saying, make a phone call from anywhere, anywhere in the world, anywhere at all, in in the ice cave even. So, just you know, with the advancement of technology, I was just. Didn't know if that was on the horizon. Sounds like not so much. Yeah, but you know, uh, you're right. Uh, like technology goes pretty quick, and things uh, <laughs> we wouldn't have predicted where we are today, like 15 years ago. So who knows where it's going right. to go? Um, but sort of that For point sure. you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, something that you plug into your phone. That's sort of the concept behind Zolio when we conceived it. You know, we weren't looking to build in a ton of GPS functionality, for example, into the device. We, we looked at it more as a smartphone accessory. People are using okay. apps like, you know, Gaia or Onyx or, or whatever it might be. On their smartphones, we're seeing so much more of that, like kind of in the outdoor community. You know, Zolio was conceived really to be used with your phone, almost the way you connect a wireless speaker via Bluetooth 
um, you can act your Zolio, but really primarily access the messaging and, and SOS functions through your the, the Zolio app that's on your phone. Okay, so you, whether you want to be or not, we're going to consider you a survival and safety expert because you're certainly more of one than Derek and I are. So <laughs> on our show, we like to go, you know, give kind of our top three tips for things. So can you give us three things that everyone should consider when planning a remote backcountry adventure, whether that's skiing, backpacking, mountain climbing, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, three things. So number one is where are you going? Like, what is the terrain like? Is there dangerous wildlife around? You know, you really have to consider what what that environment that you're going to be in is like, because that really dictates, you know, the equipment that you take, uh, what kind of clothing you take. Uh, are you going to be getting wet or not? So that would be number one. Where are you going? Okay, consider the environment, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess sort of related to that is weather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see so many incidents where there's a sudden change of weather if you're in the mountains or, or somewhere else where conditions can change really quickly. So I think you need to be prepared right. and be aware of what could happen. Um, you know, that's somewhere where Zolio fits as well. We have uh, weather reports that are, are very accessible through the app, detailed weather reports from dark sky. Right. Uh, but you want to be aware up front, obviously, before you even leave. Uh, and then another one really most survival experts would tell you is signaling. So it could be something like a Zolio that gives you um, a satellite signal and that messaging and SOS capability wherever you are. Or, you know, there's PLDs or, or other types of communicators. But I think in this day and age, it's just so important to have something. And I think that along those lines, I would, I think we're to the point now where if you're going to be bringing, especially if you're going to be relying on your phone for whether it's navigation or for, you know, as a safety device, plus you're taking videos, you're taking pictures, and then you've got the, the external device as well, I think talking going longer than three four days an external battery charger i think is going to become one of the more essential pieces moving forward as well yeah for sure i think uh yeah especially if you're gonna you know the solio lasts 200 hours but your phone won't last nearly that long depending how you're using it so an external battery and then we see a lot of people taking solar chargers as well yeah that's a whole other um (laughs) topic the difference between those two for sure yeah um, okay. So yeah, that, that, that sounds reasonable and it sounds, yeah, it sounds like if you hit those three things, you know, you go on an adventure, there's no guarantees of course, but it, that's, you're giving yourself the best chance for success. So I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I was playing around with the Zolio and uh-huh. correct me if I'm wrong, but it, so it's got a dedicated phone number, which I think is that unique as a, as a device or are there other devices that have that as well? Um, it's pretty unique. So you know, um, most of the other devices out there, you can't really, you have to wait for the person who is out there with a the device to communicate with you before, right. you know, you can reply or you have a way of even getting in touch with them. So okay. that, that was one of, uh, kind of the major messaging advantages we brought to Zolio. And I think the other one was also um, that it works over Wi-Fi and cell. The app works over Wi-Fi and cell and not just satellite, which means you never right, right, message. Right. Yeah. So I was imagining a scenario where, so we're going to, that, that experience I was telling you about in Yosemite with that 50 mile loop, our, our hope is that we can redo that and actually finish this time. And so we're going to have like a support crew out there. Uh-huh. The, the, the group that's going, that's kind of on the adventure, they have a Zolio, let's say. But let's say that the, the support crew does not. They've got yeah. a different brand of device. Because the Zolio has a dedicated phone number, could yeah. the people like the support crew reach out, initiate a conversation using a different branded device in the remote backcountry and say like, hey, we've reached such and such spot. So we're ready for you if you need us kind of a thing and, and initiate a conversation that way. Well, it's hard for me to believe that anyone would even want a different device, but I'm going to put that aside for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the answer to that is yes, because really uh, a Zolio mobile number or SMS number, uh, you also get an email address would work just the same as any other 
um, SMS okay. numbers. So someone using a phone back home or another satellite device on the trail can just text you the way they would text anyone else. I'm obviously like without the the other device having the dedicated phone number, it does limit kind of how you can contact or communicate back for sure. I just was curious if that was even a scenario that could work. So there you go. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been we've been kind of dancing around the kind of the competitor device. Is it fair to say Garmin is is your number one competitor? Uh, yeah, that would be fair for sure. Okay. So, so, so here it is. So now we're getting to kind of the crux of this conversation here because we've examined the Garmin. We've talked about it on our show a little bit, and uh, I'm sure we've got some folks out there that have that have used various Garmin devices. So, why should someone consider the Zolio over the some of the Garmin options? So we mentioned the dedicated phone number. We mentioned you, you mentioned that it accesses service through you know not just satellite but through Wi-Fi and cellular. Yeah. If if you had to sell somebody. Kind of in a nutshell, what's what's better about it along those lines? So those would be big ones because they they relate directly to the messaging experience, which is I think where we really shine. Um, but I would say you know what we hear from our um, from our users, which is is really that they appreciate the simplicity of the Zolio app and device. Mm-hmm. So it does what they needed to do, what they wanted to do doesn't have a lot of extra stuff, you know, especially for people who are using, you know, uh, other apps, maybe for navigation or or, um, other more GPS oriented functions. Um, You know, Garmin really obviously is coming out of the GPS space. So it's sort of that simplicity, um, the intuitiveness of the experience, you know, you can sort of start using it without any user guide. Um, It works just like any other messaging app on your phone. People love the reliability and the speed of the messaging. Uh, We get lots of great feedback on that. And then the battery life at 200 hours is um, definitely a differentiator. One other one that, I don't know if this is a big deal to most folks out there, but it's definitely a big deal to our group. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but your like per text message that you send is up to a thousand characters, which is more than your competitors. And yeah, and we have, we got a guy in our group who, who likes to write a book, you know, when they're, when they're texting. So, so <laughs> that is a, that is a big time selling point for sure. For us, I will say that. So I've used both. And uh-huh. in terms of setup, I did have to go to YouTube for the Garmin, the Zolio, like you mentioned with simplicity, a lot more simple, which I, which I appreciate because I always feel like I'm learning new devices all the time. Like that's my, my life now is like, Oh, here's a new device. Try this out. And so that was super easy. And in terms of just like the length of time it took to set everything up, uh, I would describe it as, as minutes. It did not take very long. And then oh, I, good. I just, yeah. So I had, a, I had a very positive experience for sure. Good. I guess I got one last question for you. So we, anytime we have somebody on representing a company or YouTube channel, or whatever, we always like to give them the floor to, to share whatever, you know, promotions or things you've got going on. So what does Olio have going on these days here in November? Okay. So this is good timing because we have our winter promotion from running from November 12th to November 30th, both in the U S and Canada. So with that promotion at participating retailers or online, uh, essentially your, your device cost, um, instead of costing $199 in the U.S. and $269 in Canada, it is reduced to $149 in the U.S. and $199 Canadian. That is amazing right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you compare that to the competing Garmin device we're talking you know, a couple hundred dollars cheaper. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's a great value. Um, and adding to that also, actually you can get uh, a free six month Gaia premium membership is also part of the promotion. Okay. okay. And that goes until when, till the end of November, is that what you said? It goes until the end of November. That's right. Okay, perfect. All right. So got a couple weeks folks to, to jump on that for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Morris, we hey, we really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, breaking it down for us, and and yeah, just kind of sharing your perspective on where we are with emergency or off the grid devices and where they're headed, and um, and appreciate the the promotion you got going on there too. That's a great deal. So thank you for sure. Your time. 
Well, thank you, Carl. I really appreciate um, you having me on, and I've enjoyed our conversation. Couple things to note. I want to get your reaction to the interview, but a couple things to note is we referenced the red button like with the Garmin earlier uh, in our show and like yeah. not in this episode, but previous episode. Mm-hmm. The Zolio actually has a legit red button. So legit. Yeah. Point Zolio there. Point Zolio. Um, Derek was unable to make this interview again, obviously. And uh, yeah, th- this this one didn't have as much flexibility. So you, you like bring you like bring that up. I think they. I'm gonna give you a pass on this one. I was trying to, I was trying to be nice, but you want to. I mean, I don't, I don't, argue. I don't argue. I don't, I don't ever bring this up. You don't. <laughs> you, you like to bring this up. I'm gonna make some. I'm not gonna make yeah. others. I got a crazy schedule. It is what it is. I think the listeners get it. Right. Let's just go on. Let's just move on. Okay, we'll move on. I view these devices more as like the life saving device. I mentioned earlier that I don't like the Tether Home, but I think a lot of people do like that messaging feature. I, I'm more in it for the red button and for for getting help. Um, this is more marketed as like seamless messaging while off the grid. So, you know, he references, you know, you have, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere with a flat tire, that kind of thing. So there's, there's multiple uses, but in terms of like backpacking for me, that's how I view it. I don't know. How do you view these devices? Um, I think that's a good way to go about it is the seamless text messaging because, um, one, okay. One question I was kind of curious about you and I, here's a question. I don't know if you asked him this. I don't, I don't remember you asking this. Was like yeah. how how quickly are the messages going back and forth? Because mm-hmm. I know for my Garmin, it, it took a while for things to come right. come back and forth. So, you know, if I'm out and about, I didn't know if it was quicker. But it's satellite, so it's, it can't be yeah super immediate probably, right? So, so it, and you can't just generalize about that because it really depends upon where you are, right? Correct. So yeah. but it, it does access yeah. cell phone like cellular and Wi-Fi if it's there. So if yeah. you're in a weird spot where you happen to have that, it's going to be naturally quicker. But mm-hmm. um, every all the research I did is that it's it's, it's relatively, or like significantly quicker than the Garmin's. Yeah, because that would be huge. I mean, we were talking about right. hours. Um, now, I know you... Hours? S- I thought it's supposed to be like 10 minutes. Mm, not not my Garmin. Maybe maybe in the newer ones. Mine was okay. not that fast. So, um, you know, and, and again, like when I was trying to set this thing, you know, you set one of these up, right? The Zoli, if I remember. Is that... Yeah. Right. Yep. I got one ready to go. Yeah. So I, when I was setting up my Garmin, I remember I had to leave it outside uncovered to connect with the satellite. And it took a while to connect with the satellite when you're first setting it up. So I don't know how long it took you to set up to connect to the satellite. I'm talking like probably a couple hours. And then it finally connected. I was like, this seems like a long time. A couple hours? That's ridiculous. couple of hours. If I'm driving in a car with it, uh, it won't okay. work because. You have the roof of the car, so I had to stick it out the window. Were you driving in a car and holding the device out the window? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was thinking about trying it. No, no, no. I was trying it on the way home. I was in the pa- I was in the back of the car. Okay. I think you were driving actually. It doesn't matter. That's, you're like, here's a like multi hundred dollar device. I'm just gonna hold on to it out the window to try to get service. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, you know what I yeah. had though. I had a carabiner. I had a carabiner. Okay, Carl. Osprey budget right there. You're fi- <laughs> if I drop it, whatever, I'll get another one. Eh, oh you know, goodness. Osprey budget. Car- carabiner yeah. saved me. But yeah, I was kind of curious, like how long it took you to set up the connection. There. Well, this is great because I've recently set up both, and so I can com- you know compare directly. So I had the InReach Mini, and it did not take a couple hours. It, it definitely took a few minutes to set up the Zolio access. Um, it's not really apples to apples. One. One I was setting up at work and one I was setting up at home, but this I don't know if it's the same satellite yeah. access, but the Zolio was faster for sure. And and I don't know if it's because I was used to setting one up, I'd gone through the whole rigmarole with the Garmin that the Zolio was easier. I don't yeah. think so. I think the Zolio was genu- genuinely easier. Actually, it was kind of funny. I looked up a YouTube video for the Garmin and the first one that popped up was like, you know, how to use all the features for the Garmin. I was like, perfect. This is what I want to learn. And I clicked on it and it was just like some sort of advertisement for how amazing it was. <laughs> and then I met, I, I, I like messaged them and I said, is this what you're trying to tell people about how to use it? There was no instructional value whatsoever. It was, you're just selling people on this. And they're like, oh yeah, we just use this for like internal training purposes. What? Like this is the first video that pops up for like how to use the device. That's so I thought, that's this just, is, just shows you the power the power of a good title, right? Oh my goodness! So, so ridiculous. Yeah, so I got I got tricked there, and uh, I mean they weren't trying to trick me or anything, but anyway, so yeah, with the Zolia, it's just it's cleaner, more simple, and I don't know if it's me with my simple mind that just it worked out for me. I, I feel like yeah, I'm trying to be careful because I feel like I'm 
I'm like all in on the Zolio and I'm coming across as like an infomercial, but I, this is just my experience. Like this is legit. I will so. I will say it's 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 new and interesting to see Carl very excited about a product like this, especially tech. Simple. I like the simple. It's simple and it's techy, which is like what you don't like on the trail. So that that yeah. Ultimate is I prefer not to bring them at all, but I realize I'm at a point in my life where I have to bring some sort of an emergency device, especially after our debacle in Yosemite. So yeah. if I've got to bring one, you got to pick the right one and. Obviously, you know, like the main selling point for me was the price point. So now that they dropped another 50 bucks, like right. it's not even a question. Like how much is an ounce and a half worth to you? Is it worth spending Whoa. $200 to save an ounce and a half? Uh, yeah. Maybe you. Maybe you. <laughs> Osprey budget. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I would agree in all points. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, kind of. so what was the other reactions you had? Uh, I mean, I, I love the fact. Okay, well, let's. Do you want to talk about the caves, or do you want to wait for talk about these caves? Because the caves was just insane to me. I'll ask you about the caves. Okay, so summertime, we go backpacking. We come across some ice caves. I don't know if you've been around ice caves. I certainly haven't. Yeah. Are you going in? Uh, I've been around one ice cave in New Zealand. Okay. In the summer, and there was. Gotcha. I went on top of it. Actually, there's no way I'm going in it though. There's just no way. It was too if you'd never been in an ice cave and you're encountering your first ice cave and it's right there in front of you, you're not going to go. Th- okay, I'll say this. Um, the ice cave looked, you just don't know what it's going to do, but if it was like that hard blue, like like old, like legit solid ice, I mm-hmm. I, I, I might go in. But okay. I, I don't know. Other than that, it's like you don't know. I don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen. And clearly, we can say about anything. Anytime you go to a cave, you don't know what's on the other end, right? No, you know, well, that's the cave in yeah. general, right? But I think, especially ice, it's like, especially this story is like, how does that just happen like that? It's so crazy. It happened while they were in the cave. It's nuts. Yeah. So no, I'll, yeah. So, but if it's my first cave, then I probably am the guy that's gonna get stuck because you'll be the guy. Yeah. I'm curious. You'll definitely, yeah, be the I guy. am that guy. So yeah. Okay. What what, what other reactions do you have about the ice cave? Uh, I love. Well, the ice cave was just nuts that they, you know, it collapses and they they only get hurt. And then they're able to get out pretty easily. I guess I'm I'm curious, like, I guess my mind's like, what did that look like? You know, how did that sound to, like, hear that? Mm-hmm. Like, did they think about, like, trying to jump out through the cave before? I don't know. Like, did you hear cracking before? Were there warning sounds? I mean, right. I'm thinking there's like, warning sounds. If I'm hearing cracking, I'm, I'm out. Peace. Have you ever been hiking in a forest where you hear, like, the tr- like the winds blowing and the trees are, trees are, like, cracking? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's disconcerting, but... I be, and I've actually seen a tree collapse down the trail in front of me like it was really? in the blink of an eye. Yeah. But I've been around cracking trees, and most of the time they don't fall But them, I, I so. feel like the tree, you're like, you know, there's so many around. You're like, okay, where exactly is that coming? Whereas if you're in the mm-hmm. cave, it's like, okay, I know where that's coming from. Um, right. If I hear cracking, I'm just going to leave. ASAP. Gotcha. What if you didn't hear cracking, but as you entered the cave, I pulled out my phone and yeah. played, like, dramatic soundtrack foreboding music? Mm, um, awkward. Would that make you go farther? I think I'd. <laughs> I think I'd be like, is he gonna like create some like creepy sound wave that's gonna like vibrate these you know <laughs> ice walls and like kill us all? Probably. And then you'd be like, Derek, like super loud. I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't want to. Do that. <laughs> that's that's how I sound, right? <laughs> if you're with me, I'm never going in an ice cave. That's okay. standard, probably. But yeah, no, it was it was nuts though. Um, yeah. So I did. I try to do a breakdown with, you know, because both, all products now have the subscription-based model. And it's not, it's just not apples to apples. So, because the Zolio includes more, but doesn't, I don't know, the the government has more like the preset messaging Mm -hmm. where the Zolio does not, but the Mm -hmm. Zolio has more messages, but it also includes the weather app. So, it's, it's, you just have to kind of do your own comparison to see what you're interested in, in that regard. So, you know what, like I was talking to the buddy and I was like, are those... What are the two, what are the other devices on the market? I, I know that this, the Spot was popular for a while, mm-hmm. and but do you know anybody that has one of those? No. Here's what no. a few years ago I remember people complaining about how they would sign up for the subscription service on the Spot and then they couldn't unsubscribe like that like they had to get on the phone and then it was like multiple phone calls and this massive hassle and then it was wow. like you know they would get multiple months worth of charges before they could actually cancel. So I wonder if that shut Ugh. things down. That's got to be horrible for customer service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many subscription-based models are there nowadays? Like, if you don't have a decent cancellation yeah. thing, I think people are not coming back, right? They're going to be over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because for Seems these like- devices, I mean, what we do is, like, I don't use these for, you know, year-long. I'm, I, I sign up 
right. either month to month or for the summer, like the spring to the fall, because that's when I'm using them. So I, I thought, you know, obviously he had some. Uh, okay, well, one one feature I noticed, um, like when he was talking about the GPS coordinates attaching to the text messages, I thought that was so convenient because I know with the Garmin, like you had to like. I think you could do it through Facebook and you could like select your waypoints, but this had like your mm -hmm. exact coordinate at the right. time of the message. Um, so it's a, it's a good kind of tracking right. system as well. And uh, it's like automatic. Uh, I thought that was great um, that For you sure. could add that as well. Yeah. So their whole thing is like seamless messaging while off the grid. Yeah. I was trying to think of something more like, I don't know, our podcast ish for a slogan. Oh, so okay. So I got one. Okay. I got one. Tell, tell me if you like it or there not. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna adopt this, but too bad. I'm sharing it. <laughs> uh, Zolio, buy before you die. Wow. Wow. That's that's yes. intense. You like that one? That's that's intense. Yeah. Uh, they might steal that. You know, be be ready. Okay. You. Yeah. I give full permission, so long as you quote backpacking listeners podcast on your website fair that's fair <laughs> that's fair i have a search and rescue story that popped up during the week um after after this interview happened oh and yeah yeah so i had so somebody shared this something i thought oh this kind of goes with our episode i want to know is this a short story tell me what you think about this this is crazy so okay. um there so the highest mountain in colorado is called mount elbert it's one of the 14ers okay and somebody um got lost i guess hiking up there i assume it was in the last couple months or so and so I don't know how they did. I don't know if they had cell service or whatever, but they called search and rescue, Ooh, okay, okay, to to get to get help. And yeah. so I don't know if they got through or they left a message or they. I don't know what the, the full story is. I tried finding it out. I couldn't find it. Bottom line is they didn't get a hold of them right away, okay. Mm. And so they're stuck somewhere on this high mountain, and their phone starts ringing. <laughs> and the guy, the guy doesn't recognize the number, so he doesn't answer. He's like spam call. Wow. Phone rings again. Phone rings again. Same number. He's like, who stinking is this spamming me? And in the end, he just doesn't answer the phone. So Jeez. this is search and rescue calling him back. Solid. Solid. <laughs> and he refused to answer the phone because he thought it was just spam. <laughs> How does that even so he ended up self-rescuing, I guess, down the next day, but he spent the night on Mount Elbert and just never got a hold of search and rescue. Wow. Wow. What do you think about that? That is absurd. That's absurd. Yeah. But I don't know. You get a lot of phones with these spam blockers. I mean, I have, if it's like I get some numbers calling me and it says spam risk or spam number. So, may, I right. mean, did it did it say that when it popped up? I mean, I don't know. Like, no, I don't know. They don't all say that, though. They don't all say that. But, right. you know, like, so I don't know. That's that's really interesting, though. It's funny because when you call, my phone doesn't say your name. It just says you probably don't want to answer this. Oh, uh, is that what it says? Yeah. yeah. Mine says yeah. hang up stat. So I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird. Um. I'm surprised, you know, you just wouldn't be curious. Like, normally a spam blocker is not going to call you three or four times in a row, right? I mean, they're going to, like, right. give up. At the no, yeah, usually if you get the same call twice in a row, it's tip. Yeah, I don't know that I've had a spammer do that, so. No. Lesson is, yeah, if you're stuck somewhere and somebody's calling you, like, if you're really stuck, you got to answer the phone. Yeah, maybe they can help. Friend. Maybe they can help you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if you, and then if you can really self-rescue, are you really stuck? Or... Are you the person that's calling, that's pressing the red button for the dog that ran out oh, of food? Oh, man. The These question. fake SOS. I'm glad you brought that up. That was a good point you brought up. The whole fake SOS, you know, yeah. I'm too tired. We'll chop her out of here. Doggy needs yeah. food. Come on. Come on. Just come on. That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, I tried to ask everything that I wanted to know, like behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. And he had a, he had a fair, he had fair answers for everything, really. I, I, I didn't think... Like the pet thing does not surprise me. I was thinking if if you said you know somebody called on behalf of their pet that they'd want to like rescue their pet, but just to bring more food. Like right, right. Got an extra couple of pounds of kibble you can bring because my dog <laughs> is tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true, but you know yeah. you know how people are with their pets though. It's like you know part oh, of yeah. the family, and it, I, it's not surprising. Like you said, um, right. I love I love that the this device had the whole you know he was talking about the dedicated phone number slash right. slash email to make things a little bit more seamless right so so okay so correct me if i'm wrong you're texting you're texting from your phone i didn't understand that like you're because the device is like a little rectangle yeah because i know your older device i don't i think you you just use the device you use you the device use, yeah so this one so, what are you doing? so the garment so the enrich mini has this as well so they both have, kind of have their own dedicated app and so right. it's like it's essentially like a texting app and that's where it was easier or just cleaner simpler whatever you want to call it with the zolio 
Uh, the Garmin one wasn't the worst thing in the world. It's just so you're from the Zolio. You're texting from your phone. From your it, phone. So, so Bluetooth connected to the device. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, phone. Yeah. So you're getting the response back okay. on your phone. That's why you have to. That's why I was theorizing that people were going to be bringing. No, that was a good point chargers. too. Hundred yeah. percent. You need a battery charger for longer trips, anyway, right? Yeah. Or if you use your phone a lot, but yeah, yeah. What What would you predict in terms of like how many years out are we from this just being a built-in feature to our regular phone? I was curious about that too. I I mean I don't see how it's like. Can it be like five years away? I don't. I don't see That's that. What I was thinking, man. Like it doesn't seem like it's that illogical. Now I guess the only thing he mentioned was like battery life and satellite. Like you know, like can your phone have that strong of a signal? Can they get it to do that? Right. But that's what technology, I mean, most technology nowadays, you're not talking about like amazing new features. You're talking, it's just simply advancements in batteries, right? So I've heard Tesla get called, it's just a battery company that happens to make cars because they just make these advanced batteries. And so, yeah, so I just can see phone manufacturers just figuring out ways to make lighter, faster, more efficient batteries that could, you know, support this. Can't you see like one of those phones being like, call? From anywhere in the world. Oh, I know. Like when you said that, I was like, "Yeah, why can't they do that?" Or, you know, or you know what they'll do is they'll send like a phone with an astronaut up in space who'll be orbiting and have like some. It'll be near a satellite or something, and they'll make make a phone call home from that phone or something. That'll be the ad campaign. I would. Not, that'd be amazing. I mean, how do yeah. you not buy that thing? Like it, that yeah. would be pretty crazy. Like if you just take your phone out there, but I, I don't see how technology is so gnarly every year. As we all know, like everything's changing. I would. I I don't see see it being like impossible to happen after like. Five years, maybe five years. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. I'm saying five years. I'm gonna say five years. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you. You think you think that quick? You can figure out the uh, figure out the kinks. Yeah, I guess to kind of wrap this up, what Derek and I are gonna try to do is when we come across some of these newer things, we are gonna you know give our initial impressions, and then we're gonna use them as much as we possibly can, and then kind of do kind of a follow up review with with how things have gone. But I have tested out already and. So far, so good, and so we'll yeah. we'll have this. I mean, that this is the, the best compliment we can we can pay for a, a piece of gear as it's coming on our next trip. So you're talking about an anti tech guy in Carl who doesn't yeah. like to bring tech things. Who not only but remember what I said though. I said if I have to bring it, this is the one that I'm yeah. bringing at this point. Yeah. But if if we're up to me, if we could still go without these, I would prefer because you're old that, school like that. It's not not wise at this yeah, point. Well, let's be honest. We've seen you in the search and rescue, so. Uh, I think it's probably start, smart to have it. All right, so thanks to, to Morris. Really appreciate your time and, uh, yeah, just being honest and upfront with all the weird questions uh, that I threw <laughs> your way. So with that, we got trivia coming up right after this. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, so trivia today. We have four questions for you, and uh, we're going to see what you remember, and uh, let's see if you can pass this trivia, or we will mark it on the tally of trivias that you failed, and we'll get that ice cream ready to carry. Okay, which is zero so far, but go ahead. So, well, you got to start somewhere, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe you'll nail this, maybe you won't. This is just kind of like, what do you remember about the, uh, with, about the interview? So, okay. question one, how many text message characters per text message are, are available in the Zolio 
uh, texting. I think I think what you're you're trying to challenge me on like how well I was paying attention, but I was the one that brought this up. I was I the know. one that initiated this conversation. It's a thousand characters, thousand. Well, well done. Maybe you'll get all four. I don't know. All okay, right, number two. See. What is the fake SOS story that he shared? Fake. What was it about? Give me just like a like it wasn't it wasn't really an SOS, but he shared the story oh. about something. Well, he had a couple, right? He talked about the you know food for the dog. He talked about the flat tire. It was food for the dog. So. Okay, food for the dog. Okay, you got a, okay, you got a good memory, better than I thought. Uh, yes. Number three, what can you attach to text messages on the Zolio? What can you put there in addition to the text messages? Attach to the text messages correct you can attach the coordinates oh very nice yeah that yeah sounds... that was a harder one i had to, I had to dig a little yeah I, I was a little a little shaky on that one uh okay fourth <laughs> fourth and final question uh what is the battery life of the zolio how many hours oh it was 40 something like 48 hours incorrect well no no, no, oh, no 40 no. 48 hours is that reason? No, it was longer than that. It was like 140 hours or something. It's 200 plus. Okay, so, I was. Way so off. I'm gonna mark that. Out. <laughs> so you passed, but you got one wrong. Okay, I thought I didn't know if you get that one right. Because remember, he was talking about like how you know your phone can go for X amount of hours, and then the Zolio goes like. Yeah, that's why I. Yeah, for, to me, it's it's that's important if you're going for longer trips, but really your phone's gonna run out faster, so you gotta recharge your phone. All right. Well done. Well done. Okay, okay. So you're t- testing me on paying attention. I-, I mostly paid attention. Is that fair to say? That's fair. Yeah, that's okay. 75%. That's a pass. All right, fair. well. Yeah. Average, but we'll take it. <laughs> well done. Okay. Well done. All right, you got some tidbits for us today? What do you got for us? Uh, Yeah, so we had somebody comment on one of our videos, the most recent one, Ode to the Overpacked. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got some pretty yeah, good hits yeah. on that one. So I got a okay. comment from somebody named Trick Fatigue, which is a cool name. Ooh, yeah. Tell me that's a real. Tell me that's a real name. I don't know if Trick Fatigue listens to our podcast. That'd be I th- amazing. I think Trick yeah. does. And, and okay. uh, yeah, so Trick said after watching a couple of our videos, yeah, that they want to go. They typically go with one other person. Now they want to go with a bigger group. Like oh. we've inspired that. So because there's there's more shenanigans that can happen. Yeah. But what advice would you give Trick? Trick, first of all, never change your name if that's your real name. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, I, I, I like a little bit bigger group. You know, I think it's fun to have at least four people because it's fun for, like, conversation. Um, yeah. And the, obviously, you can have more things go wrong potentially, but um, I think there's also – That's what I, I said that. I, well, there's, that's, that's the biggest thing, obviously. But I, I think it's more fun. There's, like, more shenanigans, probably more laughs, you know, joking around, stuff right. like that. So it's a give yeah. and take. Yeah. Give and take, I think it's totally worth it, but yes. there's more you got to put up with. More you got to put 100%. up with, scheduling yeah. people, yeah. last minute plane flights while you're on the trail that you find out about, things like that. So Those are those are like reasonable things. I'm talking, oh, well, you yeah. know, missed flights, forgotten gear, <laughs> all the stuff we've <laughs> talked about throughout our show. Oh, so, well, trick or treat, yeah. trick or flying, treat. Flying sleeping pads right. out of trailers. That's, that right. happens a lot. Um, tr- yeah. Well, trick or treat, fatigue, uh, good luck with that. Well, I hope he... Yeah. Uh, Maybe try it out. Sample it out. Take four buddies. Okay. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one last one I got is we got a new Patreon supporter. First one in months. Frank from Eastern Tennessee. Frank. Who's new to backpacking, using our podcast to learn and laugh and to improve backpacking skills before he goes. Oh, nice. He might, he might go on our Patreon trip, too. So he said keep him on the list, on the okay. email. And so, Frank, really appreciate your support, and we appreciate anybody else who's willing to support us. We feel like it's worth it with all the bonus content we have on there. But like I said, we don't get a ton of supporters. So thanks Jump to those on. of you. Jump on. Patreon. Let's go. That's all I got, my friend. Uh, that's great. All right. Well, guys, thanks again. Uh, it's been fun so far, season, season five. We will see you next time on the B&B. Uh, and if you are in an ice cave with Carl, um, just make sure you duct tape his mouth closed, and uh, you should be pretty safe. I want to fly around the world. So, yeah, we were in a cave. Uh, this is, I think we were, I don't know where we were. It was somewhere wet and uh, cloudy and rainy, and we were in the, we, we, we found a cave. We found a cave. I think we were in Colorado, actually. 
and uh, we walked in the cave and uh, I don't know, I was maybe like 10, 20 feet in the cave. Carl, I just hear him freaking out. I was like, what happened? He's like, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm like, what do you mean you're drowning? I'm like, he's, he's like, some water touched me. Some water dripped on me. I think I'm drowning. He's freaking out thinking he's drowning. It was just, it was just bat dung. I, I don't really get it. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.